Hello. How are you doing? It's Friday night and I haven't prepared my sermon for Sunday yet. <laughs> What's new, right? Uh, but I'm going to share with you my first thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, which I'm going to be preaching at the Chinese church this Sunday, and it's on spiritual gifts. Oh, not controversial at all. Spiritual gifts, tongues, and prophecy. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. <laughs> Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Ho, 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 prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets so that the church may be edified. So let's think about the two gifts that he mentioned, um, tongues and prophecy. What are they? Uh, tongues and prophecy. So tongues can mean uh, Tang, tang, you know, your tongue, physically your tongue, but obviously he's talking about what you do with your tongue. You're able to speak through your tongue, and here it's talking about speaking in different tongues or languages. I think my NIV footnote does say that it's another language. And so, yeah, it's talking about languages, Malay, Chinese, Tamil. Uh, that's a gift that God has given you to be able to speak to one another the gospel, maybe. Uh, but he calls it a spiritual gift. <laughs> Why does he do that? Um, you can't help but think of Acts chapter 2 when God poured out the Spirit on all the Christians and they were able to speak in different tongues uh, and different languages that they didn't learn before. They didn't go to school for it. But supernaturally, the Spirit gave them this ability to praise God in different languages. And so maybe in that sense, it's a spiritual gift. And... Um, here though, uh, maybe not. In verse two, it's not talking about a human language, but a kind of a spirit-filled prayer language. Verse two, anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, not a human language, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. So it's describing an experience that the spirit gives you to be able to pray, to be able to praise God in this special language, special communication method, prayer to God. Uh, that is good, that's good. I mean, we'll pray to God, that's, that's fantastic, right? But he says there's something even better than that. And that's this other gift called prophecy. Verse three, uh, everyone who prophesies or prof speaks prophecy speaks to men for their strengthening encouragement and comfort. So what's this other gift that's supposed to be greater that they're supposed to desire called prophecy? Um, prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Uh, you think of someone like Moses. Moses was a prophet. You know, all those Old Testament prophets who were able to do amazing miracles, Elijah, Elisha, that kind of thing. And they were filled with God's Spirit. 
Uh, but also, this role of prophet is not just someone who can do these miracles, but someone who spoke God's uh, word authoritatively, almost as if God was speaking to it, but they were speaking it to God's people. And so Moses would give like the Ten Commandments, he'd speak God's law, and everyone would go, whoa, really, that's God's law. And they would say stuff like, you know, thus saith the Lord. That's King James. It actually just means that's what God is saying to you. Uh, but still, it carried all that authority, that power, that weight as something only a prophet could say. Because not everyone could do this. They were specially selected, they were specially endowed with the Spirit to speak God's word to God's people. So that's the prophet speaking prophecy in the Old Testament. When you come to the New Testament, however, this role of prophet is now, I believe, taken over by the apostles. Because the apostles, they were disciples of Jesus Christ, they were witnesses to his life, ministry, death, his resurrection. And so now they had this authority to speak the gospel, you know, to bear witness to Jesus's ministry because Jesus fulfills all the prophecies of the Old Testament. And now they are speaking this gospel that Jesus is the one that should be trusting in. Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Word of God. And so they speak Jesus to one another. So Old Testament prophets speaking the prophecies, the Word of God. New Testament apostles speaking the gospel about Jesus Christ. So that's the connection. Having said that, <laughs> here in verse 3, Paul says everyone, all of us, are prophesying. And indeed, in verse 1, he says, we should all desire this gift of prophecy. And we're not apostles. <laughs> we're not, we not at that kind of like layer of authority. And yet every Christian is meant to have the Spirit and every Christian is meant to be able to speak by the Spirit these words of prophecy or words of encouragement, strengthening, and comfort to one another. And, you know, I think that's that, that's good. That's an amazing gift that all of us should seek and desire. Um, now, now I know that some of my more conservative brothers and sisters uh, might disagree and they wanted to replace that word prophecy with the word preaching. Kind of like what I'm going to be doing on Sunday, you know, you're preaching God's word and therefore you need to be careful with it. You need to prepare it in a more responsible way than doing videos and stuff like that. But still, you know, the idea is that there's a kind of role that maybe the pastor occupies in speaking God's word. And therefore they are prophesying, they're preaching God's word. But I would say, you know, it is at least that. It is at least the sermon, it is at least the preaching, but it is also more than that. It's something that every Christian has the opportunity and privilege of doing in relationship with one another through the Spirit. And so if you go back to Acts chapter 2, uh, again, Pentecost, you know, the Spirit poured out on everyone, being able to speak in different languages. It also says this in verse 17, in the last day, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. You know, all your sons and daughters who have the Spirit will now prophesy. We as Christians will now have this ability of speaking God's Word in such a way that we bless one another in Christ. And that's why he says, you know, he who speaks in a tongue, you know, you can bless yourself, you can edify yourself, but he who prophesies, you are blessing other people, you are strengthening them. And he says, you know, pursue that, you know, pursue that gift 
Not just because this, this gift is bad, this is good, but no, this gift is for you. But this other gift, prophecy, is how you bless one another, you love one another in Christ. And you know, the whole point of this gift talk, this, this whole chapter dealing with spiritual gifts, is about love. How can I love my brother and sister in Christ? You know, love is not just about my good, but seeking the good and the blessing of other people. Maybe even at the expense of myself, but I'm seeking it for their good, their encouragement. And it is amazing that God gives us that ability that is supernatural, that is in Christ, not just to bless us, but to bless others in Christ. Especially when we come together as God's church. You know, it's not just about showing off, hey, I know this word, I'm able to say this special Bible trivia thing, aren't you impressed? But you're always thinking, hey, what does that brother and sister need to hear right now? How can I say it in such a way that they will trust in God more and maybe even comfort them in that time of difficulty and depression? And I think that's why, you know, Paul is saying, eagerly desire this gift, ask God for it, pray for it and exercise it, especially when you come together as God's people. Um, well, that's what I have so far. Just looking at definitions, you know, tongues, you know, this special prayer blessing that you're able to exercise for yourself, but prophecy, seeking the good of others, especially when you come together as God's people and speaking to them words of love, words of the gospel. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to do this, especially when you come together as the Chinese church this coming Sunday. Uh, help me to prepare in such a way that I'm able to help them, encourage them, and love them in Christ. But also give my brothers and sisters opportunities to do this together, you know, to bless one another as they speak lovingly and encouragingly and you know, Christ-centrically um, during this gathering of your people on Sunday. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, yep, more to come. Uh, as I prepare, as I journey towards Sunday uh, when I speak on this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 14.